0: Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Uncensored with Ed Young. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. Today we'll hear a talk from C3 Conference by Pastor Ed Young. Every February, Pastor Ed hosts C3 Conference to refuel and refresh thousands of leaders and influencers, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Mark your calendars for February 14th and 15th and register at c3conference.com. We also want to invite you to join us every weekend at Fellowship Church. Visit one of our many locations or even join us online. For locations and experience times, visit fellowshipchurch.com. And now it's time for the raw and real. This is Leadership Uncensored. The title of this message is The Defense of Skipping i am going to talk to you about skipping you know kids skip naturally yet when we become adults we stop skipping it's time that we skip and i want to ask you a question are you Who that's good aerobics good cardio are you skipping. This is a conference about leadership, and I want to kind of change it to leader skip. Leader skip. Yeah, that's right. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 18. Now, God's people had just opened up a can on the Amalekites. <laughs> they, were on, they were on a roll, Moses, big Mo, wanted to continue the momentum. His father, Jethro, visited him, and Jethro showed up, and he and Moses and the family, they got together, had a meal. Moses shared with Jethro what God was doing. It's important to have people in your life people you can be authentic with, people you can can be real with, and and you can share with them what God is doing in your life. Do you have that person? If you're a Christian leader, a church leader, do you have that person? If you're a student, do you have that person? If you're a homemaker, do you have that person? If you're in the business world, do you have that person? It's, It's really... It's really cool that Moses was sharing with his father-in-law about here is what God is doing. So his father-in-law and the family stayed with Moses and everything was, was you know, going, going pretty well until we come to verse 13. I love verse 13. It says the next day, Moses, after you know, a couple of double espressos, took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning until night. A bunch of people were just (sighs) standing around. Moses was the leader, Moses was the man, and it's time that we all understand that all of us are leaders in some capacity. We all have a sphere of influence in some capacity. It could be over one or two. It could be over 200,000. I don't know. We all are leaders. We're all influencers. So as a leader, just accept it. And if you're a pastor, accept the fact that you are a franchise player. Just look at your neighbor and say, I'm a franchise player. You are. If you're a children's pastor, you're a franchise player. If you're a student pastor, you are a franchise player. Just own it. Don't act like you shouldn't lead. Don't apologize for leading. Just take your seat and do what God says. Well, everything you think is going cool, you think Mo has the momentum, yet he receives a (laughs) jolt from Jethro. It's been my prayer that this message will be a <clears throat> jolt from Jethro because, yes, he is going to open up a can on his son-in-law. This is kind of scary, but I, but, I, but I like it. He's going to teach him the art of leader, skip, leader, skip. Have you ever thought about how many things we skip? We skip workouts, we skip meals a lot of people skip church people are skipping all the time oh i'm going to skip that no yeah i'm just not, i'm not going to do that i'm going to skip i'm going to skip i'm going to skip and and it's like we've turned skipping into an art form i'm going to take a little while to defend the art of skipping because the big idea behind this text is we need to skip the superfluous so we can rip into the significant skip the superfluous so you can rip into the significant when i'm talking about skipping i am not talking about nor is jethro talking about nor would moses talk about relaxing putting it on autopilot, just putting it in neutral, not doing anything. No, 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 no. I'm talking about strategically skipping. Let me, let me, let me get you to think the, the way I'm thinking for a second. Okay, let's say two years from now, you wanted to be doing a certain thing. That's your goal, that's your agenda, and you know, hey, I want to be there in two years, there in my company, there in my church, there in my whatever. What if you only had six months to do it? What if you only had six months to do two years of work? You would be a phenomenal skipper. And when you skip, you see above the situation. You see, you have a great perspective. Also, too, you see the vision that God has for you, and you see the faith it's going to take to skip. I love skipping when to leap and when not to leap, when to land and when to go up in the air. And and Jethro was like, Moses. My brother, you need to skip. Look at verse 14. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing, Moses was sitting there trying to do everything. Have you ever been in that situation? I have. Oh, I have got to do it. I'm the only one who can do it. I, I, I'm the one, I'm the man. Or maybe you're saying, I'm the woman, I'm the girl. I'm the only one who can really do it. If you want it done right, you've got to do it. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing, he did several things. He asked some critical questions. Make sure to ask questions. Questions. A-S-K, always seeking knowledge. I am, I am stunned at how few of us ask questions. You've got to ask. Ask questions. As a leader, ask questions. As a man of God, ask questions. As a wife, ask questions. If you're dating someone, ask questions. As a teenager or a student, ask questions. There are over 2,400 questions in Scripture. And Jethro drills down, and these are some great questions to ask those you work with, maybe at the church, maybe at the business, around your home. I love it. He said this. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing, he was just like, this is out of control, man. All he was doing for the people, he said, what? What? Is this you're doing for the people? Sounds so basic, so simplistic. What in the heck are you doing? What are you doing? This might sound very superficial, very shallow. That's one of the biggest questions we ask our leadership team at Fellowship. What are you doing? I'm talking about paid staff. I'm talking about even volunteer. What are you doing? Think about that. You go home and you begin to apply that. What what are you doing? What are you doing? Because many times when you look at people because you're a leader, right, you'll see what they're doing is not the best. And in church work, a lot of people work hard but I believe we're hardly working. What is it you're doing for the people? Why? Uh-oh, that, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a why guy. Why, why do you, say it with me, alone, like you mean it, alone sit as judge while all these people are just standing around from morning until evening? You realize that probably the best leaders in your scheme are people who are just standing around? Who, 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 is, who is standing around in your life? You see, you cannot deal with every situation. You cannot deal with every phone call, every text, every email. The ministry is set up for burnout. It's just set up for it. And we can spend our entire lives going from conference to conference to conference we could spend our entire lives going out to breakfast and lunch and dinner, which quite frankly are a waste of time, about 95% of the time. Let me say it again. <coughs> the breakfast meeting, the lunch meeting, and the dinner meetings basically are a royal waste of time. You walk into some restaurant, you stand there awkwardly, meet this person, and you're like, oh man. Go to the table, sit down, and the whole drill starts. Order the food, and, and you can't get anything done there. I mean, if you have to open up a can on somebody, or if you get into some serious conversation, you're looking around, It, it just don't do it. I wasted so much time and energy in the early days of Fellowship Church meeting people for bricky. <laughs> That's the way we say it, those of us who travel internationally. No, that's what they say in Australia. Brecky. Anyway, no, but, 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 but it's a waste of time. So a lot of us waste our time. So it's, it's very easy when we skip to get stuck in the superfluous, in the junk, in the funk, in the mire, in the mud. That doesn't help the bottom line of the church company more importantly with your relationship and my relationship with God uh, it, it's 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 so interesting so I love how Jets are asking these questions and here's what's great about Mo he actually listened to advice I gotta sit down on this one this is gonna be some therapy I'm telling you I'm telling you I'm, seriously I cannot tell you I've been doing this for 27 years How many people over the years have come to me asking advice, just advice? I don't go to breakfast hardly with anyone except my wife and family and the right they in my life, T-H-E-Y, they're tough, honest, encouraging yes men or yes women. I'll have meals with them, but other people, no. It's a royal waste of time, and I'm not being cold-blooded. You just can't do it. People have asked me everything about dating relationships. Yeah, you know, my my life, Ed, is just not really hitting on all cylinders. You know, I'm having sex outside of marriage, and you know, I come to church about once every eight weeks, but it's just not happening for me. Do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> I haven't said that, but I feel like saying that. Someone else, yeah, you know, my, my marriage is just not doing what it should do. Now, you know, I am drinking a lot, and I do go to strip clubs a good bit. I'll just be honest with you. My wife gets upset at it. I don't know why, but she's just an emotional basket cake. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Well, you know, I just, I just don't, man, my finances, they're they're, they're not really in sync. And and I just, I don't know. I have this whole greed kind of thing going. I just like stuff. And, you know, the church talks so much about money. Well, well, let me, let me ask you, um, do you, do you bring the tithe? Ooh, man, just, just start bringing the tithe. If it's a fellowship, awesome. If it's somewhere else, awesome. People don't take advice. It drives me absolutely straight jacket crazy. Some do, but I'm just let, me just, let me just confess. And all the pastors are like going, amen, amen. You see, those of us who are pastors and leaders, we are anointed and appointed. We love to give advice when you ask it. The advice we're giving you, 99.9% of it is from Scripture. Do what wise counsel counsels you to do. Just just do it. It's maddening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I had had to say that. Because most people that I've talked to do the opposite of what I'm saying. And that's okay. I, I, I still preach. I still teach. I'm still in the game. I love it, but, but see, what, what, what makes everything worthwhile is, you know what, I preach and teach what God tells me to, and, 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 and the cards are on the table. It's your decision, you know, but there's that percentage. There's always a remnant that, whoa, man, I'm going to follow God's word. I'm going to do what God says, and, and it's awesome. So listen, listen to wise counsel. Listen to the Jethro's. Well, how do you, I don't know who's a Jethro in my life. How, that, that's a good question. If I had Jethro, I, very easy, someone, and I'll talk about this in a second, someone with character could be a Jethro in your life. Someone that you've gone through conflict with, who's got your back. Go to war with someone and you'll see you'll see who the right they are. The right they, you just turn around, I got your back, but the wrong they, they'll bolt like that. They'll fold like that cheap accordion. So someone who loves God, someone with integrity, someone who has your best interests in mind, someone that doesn't have an agenda. Da, 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 da. Because people do. People do. And Moses, I love it. He's open to advice. Now, going back to skipping. When you skip something, the superfluous, when you skip, people will give you lip. I'm just saying that right now. You weren't at the party. You weren't at the church. You weren't at the meeting. You didn't answer my text in five seconds heaping all of this guilt and all of this this crap on you do you remember nehemiah he was building the wall doing what god wanted him to do there are things we can't skip and that's a whole nother message we do what god tells us to do there's no argument about priorities the priorities are listed in scripture if you if you're praying about what my priorities should be that's a dumb prayer that's not a wise prayer. You're wasting time praying. And that's theologically correct. The Bible tells us what to do, how to live, how to walk with Jesus, what to do with our kids in marriage, and finances and emotions. The Bible tells us all of that. So just so just do just do what it says. So Nehemiah was building the wall, and who showed up? The sidewalk supervisors, Tobiah Gisham, and Sambalet. They tried to drag my boy, Nehemiah, into a meeting. If we just discuss the situation, I don't want to talk to another staff member. I've got to talk to the senior founding pastor. I've got to hear. I have some issues that only you can deal with. What did Nehemiah say? No. I'm not getting down off The wall. Nehemiah said, I'm skipping. He had the perspective, he had the power, he had the faith. Skipping. And here is what we need to think about in our leadership scheme. When we're in the air, the people we've trained should be on the ground. And when they are in the air, we're on the ground. But the trick is, how long do I stay on the ground and where do I land? Man, those are, those, are, those are really, really, really good questions. Hopefully I'll be able to answer a few. When you skip, people will give you lip. I remember for the first 18 months at Fellowship Church, back when we started fellowship, back when we planted fellowship, I didn't miss a weekend. For 18 straight months, I, just, I was just grinding it out, grinding it out, grinding it out. I knew, though, I was on the verge of burnout. So I just started taking time off. I just started missing weekends. I thought everybody else misses weekends. I'm going to miss them, too. No one's there during Christmas, and after Christmas, I'm gone. Memorial Day, I'm not here. Birthday, spring break, I'm out of here. That doesn't mean I'm preaching somewhere else. No, 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 no. I'm just off. Funny thing, no one has ever told me in 27 years, Ed, man, you need to take some time off, bro. (laughs) That will never happen. So I skip intentionally after 18 months at least four to six weekends a year at least. Well, I can't do that. The offerings would, 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 would just collapse and no one would show up. Try it. The church will still be there. Skip it. Skip it. Just skip it. Sometimes wake up and say, what can I skip today? Do I really have to be there at that meeting? Man, meetings, sometimes we have to meet, and and, and I think you're smart enough to realize that. You've got to have certain meetings, but most meetings are a royal waste of time. They wear me slap out. Some people I know, they love meetings. Let's have a meeting. Let's meet. We need to meet. Yeah, you and me. Let's have a meeting. And strategize and have a meeting and a meeting and a meeting. I mean, there are meetings I cannot skip and don't skip staff meetings, a date night with my lovely wife, meetings, amen. Meetings with family and close friends. I mean, I, I but but I want you to think, because if you really, really get down to it. Are you doing stuff in your life that doesn't really affect the bottom line? You're a staff member. What what are you going to be held accountable for? Okay, don't skip that, skip the rest. It's that easy. Does that make sense? What are you held accountable for? I mean, what are they going to get up in your grill if you don't do, okay? Do that, but don't do the other junk. And we have to, when we skip, we're in the air. We have this perspective and this flavor and this view. And it helps us reboot, recalibrate, and refocus the vision and the drive that God has for our lives. And Moses was just caught up in this. I feel so sorry for him. And don't you know those whiny Israelites were like, oh, please, Moses, you're the only one. You oh, had this situation. Oh, my ox is in the ditch, and you can. Help. I mean, it, 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 and Jethro, thank the Lord, was like, Moses, you have lost your mind. Dr. Claude Thomas told me something that, that I think is so pertinent here in this text, Exodus 18, 15 through 16. I won't read it all to you, but. It's basically the tension between the urgent versus the important. When something is urgent, it's usually from someone else, and they put that on you. Oh, this is urgent, Ed. Well, it's not urgent to me. Now, I'm not talking about critical. No, no. Things are critical. that's That's a whole nother level. Urgency. Oh, it's urgent. It's urgent. No, no. We can't get caught in the urgent. We've got to focus on the important. And we do the important things in the immediate. And, and and Moses is blowing it. He's burning out. He is hydroplaning right here. He's thinking he's being all that, but he's he's totally messed up. Moses answered, and well, the people come to me. And whenever they have a dispute, this dispute is brought to me. And I decided I'm the man. And, 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 okay, this next one, I love this. Don't skip. Here's something you don't skip. Don't skip critique. Jethro critiqued Moses. We have to be open to critique, not wide open. No. Because the accountability assassins will come out. <laughs> Whenever someone asks you, hey man, who are you accountable to? You know what they're saying? I want you to be accountable to me. Sometimes I'll flip it. Who are you accountable to? So when everyone, when anyone ever asks the accountability question, just have a funeral in your mind for them. We love them and the Lord. We don't like them. <laughs> Pastors have more accountability structures than anyone I know. And talking about accountability, oh my goodness gracious, just look at some of the politicians and some of the past presidents we've had. They have more accountability structures than we can think about, yet look at what some of them were doing. So, so, so you have to have accountability Accountability merges and, and, and plays out from affinity. Moses had the affinity with Jethro, his father-in-law, his boy. And I'm, I'm telling you too, nepotism is biblical. I love me some nepotism. Now, you got those situations, and I've been there before, where, where does the relationship Begin and end, you know, in the family and work. But I'm here to tell you that's one of the exciting things about PKVK University Next Level. We're building nepotism. Nepotism is biblical, it is. And and, uh, just own that and use that, and you can say, wow, Jethro did that as well. But he critiques Mo. Look at verses 17 and 18. Moses' father in law, (laughs) his father in law of all people, replied, What you're doing is not good. Oh, man. (laughs) You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out the work is too Heavy for you. You can't handle it alone. One of my sayings is leadership is measured by your absence more than your participation. Don't tell me what's happening when you're there. Tell me what's happening when you're not there. Because If it's still blowing up when you're not there, that means you've taught others how to skip. Isn't that great? I love me some social media. I do, I confess, I love it. But that can be a time waster. And poor Moses, I mean, social media wasn't invented back then, but he's worried about the likes. (laughs) We need to skip over people liking us. Let me say that, too. I've got to be liked. I've got to be loved. I'm always wary of people that go, oh, that's so-and-so. Everybody loves him. I don't want everybody loving me. And they don't. And you've got to get over it. Because I've wasted too much time trying to get the not-like-me's to like me. I've wasted time as a, a, a kid, as a teenager, and as a pastor. I want that group to like me, please. I'm telling you, if you, just please like me. Just like me. They're not gonna like me, no matter what I do. That's okay. You gotta go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. So, so, so get over that. People in your church are not always gonna like you and, and give you the holy kiss and give you the bro hug. They're not. That's okay. You're a leader. See, you're skipping. Oh, I can't believe he missed last weekend and he didn't show up in the meeting and we have a men's prayer breakfast and he wasn't there. Join the club. Those people, if you die, are not gonna weep at your funeral. You're in the hospital with some terminal illness, they're not gonna show up. Bunch of whiners. That's okay. That's okay. That's why we have to have close friends. Who were in the ministry? That's why we got to have the right they tough, honest, encouraging, yes men. The right they, and I'm, I'm not saying to hate people, but it's like it's like Brad White's late great dad said: "Love everybody, trust nobody." So, <laughs> brilliant. He was joking, but not really. No, he wasn't. Brad said no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Okay, why okay, have you ever thought about this? I'm a white guy. Why do people have a hard time listening to advice? Well, verse 19 says this. Okay, so so Jethro goes, listen, listen now to me, and I'll give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Here's what was happening historically. Jethro, because he was a skipper, was looking at Canaan. And he knew a new government would be in play. He was trying to help Moses prepare for the new administration. So start skipping now what you have to skip in the future. Your church has 100 people. You better skip like it has 500. It's got 500. You better skip like it has 1,000. So you, you skip... And skip, and skip. You land, boom. Then you're in the air again. You land, boom. You're, you, you're skipping. It takes rhythm. It takes strength. It takes coordination. But, but I love the fact that Moses didn't have that pride. As I said earlier, and you know, I confess to you about giving people advice, why don't we take advice? The ride of pride. Pride is the forerunner of all sin. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. Pride, you are ugly. The most prideful people, here's what I've learned, are not the ostentatious, Rolex-wearing, Rolls-Royce-driving, blinged out, yeah, okay, that's kind of obvious pride. They're not necessarily the most prideful people. Sometimes, and many times, the most prideful people are those who are just kind of quiet. And you, and you give them advice about leadership. You give them advice about family. You give them advice about all sorts of things, but they do the opposite. <laughs> it's pride. It's pride. And you need to be very, 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 very careful of pride. You know, when pride, as you've heard me say, walks on the stage, God walks off. Pride, pride is sinister, it's, it's sneaky. But I love how Moses, he was like, okay, I'm open to you, Jethro. Verses 20 and 21, he says, teach them his decrees and instructions. Show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Select, not vote, not say, who, who in here would like to volunteer to be greeters? No, no, no. Select capable men and women from all the people. Capable. Men who fear God. Trustworthy men. Appoint them. Here's the leadership lid, right? We've heard this a squillion times. Some can lead thousands, hundreds, tens, ones. That's cool. Everybody's a leader. We all have levels of leadership. Leadership. It's a discernment thing. Let me say it again. It's a discernment thing. Dad always told me, he said, Dad, the three most important things about leadership discernment, discernment, discernment. And if you don't have discernment, get someone around you who's got discernment. And this drives me a little crazy right here because. Jethro is teaching Moses, and Moses is open, not open to everybody. He's locked in on Jethro. He's teaching Moses how to vet, how to hire people. If you hire in haste, the person will be a waste. We have, have transitioned a number of people off of our staff over the years. We fired them. (laughs) For reasons. We haven't just arbitrarily fired people. They're not, for the most part, not all, but they're not on fellowship church staff for a reason. And it almost brings me to tears when I see on social media this church has hired Blank. This church has hired blank, and that church has hired blank. Oh my gosh. Tell me they're not that stupid. They didn't even call? And I want to call them and go, Do you realize who is on your team? But I don't. I don't. You can't hire out of desperation. And when you do interview someone, you better check their references. Why am I so passionate about it? Because I made a horrible mistake in the early days of fellowship. I hired someone, and because he'd been in our church for several years and served so spectacularly, I thought, man, he was the man. Well, he was a pathological liar. And we, in my stupidity, Put him in a huge level and area of responsibility. And it was awful what happened. And then, of course, a couple months later, he was at another church. (laughs) He did the same thing to the other church that he did to our church. And then he went to another church and did the same thing to them. I'm still waiting for that one call now god moves people and we have great people that god has moved from fellowship churches staff to other places great people but i'm saying there are a number of people that we have fired and we rarely ever get a call so think about that when you're hiring people think about that when you're choosing your best friends think about their lives. That's a beauty of social media. You can check people out. You can see who their friends are. You can see how they spell relational relief. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. But Moses, he obeyed. He did the stuff. And yeah, we can talk about some of the tough things that he dealt with, but Man, Moses, what a difference maker. And I love how he received critique. At Fellowship, we have a climate of critique. If you can't receive critique, you don't make it here. We're not yelling at anybody, we're not mean to anybody, but we do critique. And it's important who is there. So, what are you skipping? What are you skipping? Skip the superfluous and land on the significant. Thank you for listening to Leadership Uncensored. For more from Ed Young, visit edyoung.com and follow him on social media. If you're looking for a church, we hope to see you at Fellowship Church this weekend. Whether you live in the area of one of our locations or join us online, simply visit fellowshipchurch.com for locations and experience times. This was Leadership Uncensored.